0: With US Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com/slash credit card. US Bank credit cards are issued by US Bank National Association ND. Some restrictions may apply, member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. If I don't go back to what I was doing this Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless.
2: to wire DFS podcast for Thursday, May 12th. We're going to break down the MLB slate for you today. I'm your host, James Seltzer, along with my co-host. They call him the Michael Jordan of podcasting, Mr. Benny Ricciardi. Benny, what's up, brother?
3: Hey, man, those are some big shoes to fill right there. Um, so does that mean I'm a forty year old retired executive right now, or oh, is no. he almost fifty? Jordan's Jordan's got to be getting close to fifty at this point now.
2: Oh yeah, he's he's up there. We could we could look that up. We have those abilities, Benny. We're 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 talented people. I'm gonna do. Look at this on the fly here as we go. I'm sure this is super entertaining for the audience as we do. Michael Jordan is fifty three. Okay, he is
3: over 50, oh. you know?
2: How about that? So, all right, let's say the young Michael Jordan of podcasting. How do you like that?
3: I'll take that. I'll take it. Jordan in the 90s, I'll take that, you know? Yeah,
2: I think most people would take that.
3: The pod, the podcast over, I throw my hands up in the air, like, I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> I did <get it. laughs>
2: Right, just keep let's, going in. There it is. There it is. I love it. All right, so let's get into this, and we'll, we'll get Michael Jordan's take on this stuff. We have a slate of eight games today. Uh, no day games, so just one main slate. Uh, make it easy for you with lineups. You should know pretty much everyone who's going to be playing, hopefully, assuming teams get their lineups in on time. Uh, so uh, 7.05 start is the first start of the evening. It's uh, in Baltimore as the Tigers head into town. Mike Pelfrey heading up against Ibaldo uh, Jimenez, a righty-righty matchup there. Another 7.05 star in New York. Benny's Yankees taking on the Royals. Ian Kennedy against Nathan Eovaldi. Uh, then we go to 7.10 star in Boston as a uh, rival to rival there. And the uh, Astros heading into town. Uh, Cy Young winner last year, Dallas Keuchel taking on David Price to uh, – quote-unquote aces who have really struggled so far this season. Uh, then another 7-10 start in Atlanta as the Phillies head in. Uh, Vincent Velasquez, who's obviously looked really good so far this season, taking on the youngster Aaron Blair. A couple young righties there. Uh, and then we head uh, to an 8-10 start in Milwaukee as the Padres and James Shields. The 1-5 James Shields. Uh, looking for some, some more wins. Uh, heading in, take on the Brewers and Jimmy Nelson. Uh, righties as well there. And then a nine forty we jump to as uh, the D-back Host the Giants with Johnny Cueto against Zach Renke, a solid pitching matchup there as well. Uh, And then uh, the Cardinals heading into Anaheim, uh, L.A. to take on the Angels at 10.05. We've got Adam Wainwright against Jared Weaver, righty-righty there. And then uh, the New York Mets and the Los Angeles Dodgers round out the night at 10-10 start. Clayton Kershaw, the, the ace of aces for the Dodgers. And the biggest home run hitter in baseball on the hill for the Mets, Mr. Bartolo Colon. All right, Benny. And the oldest, too, no? the oldest. How about that? The oldest person to ever hit his first home run, his four, you know, 42 years old Benny, did you happen to catch who he passed? Wasn't it Randy Johnson? It was Randy Johnson. Well done, sir. The big unit. So, well done. All right, let's uh let's jump back to the 705 starts in Baltimore. We'll go first as Mike Pelfrey against Eduardo Jimenez. I'm guessing you got to like some hitters in this game, Benny.
3: Yeah, I mean, Pelfrey is one of the worst pitchers in the league, in my opinion. He's a guy that I always like to stack bats up against. And and just looking at this Baltimore team, I mean, you know, you're going to want Machado here. You're going to want Chris Davis here. You're going to want Trumbo, who's been killing the ball again here. Uh, you probably want to add Adam Jones in there. So that's at least four guys in the stack. So, you know, if you're playing on FanDuel, there's your four right there. Those are the four guys that you want in there. I guess if you want to be different, you know I don't hate uh, Joey Ricard. He's usually pretty cheap leading off. If you want to go the Matt Waiters route, I normally don't. I mean, I like him as a catcher, um, more for his defensive abilities than his than his offense. So for fantasy, not really on him. And then looking at Jimenez, I mean, he, he's a he's a interesting case because he's usually pretty tough at home. Although it's not the greatest hitter's ballpark, you know it's a tough lineup that he's going to be going up against. I mean, there's a lot of power bats in that lineup for uh, for Detroit in Baltimore, which is a good hitter's park. So I think I'm still okay with it. Uh, Nick Castellanos gets back in the lineup. I definitely want some of him. He has been on fire lately, and I feel like... He goes low-owned every day. People are just kind of sleeping on him. But, I mean, you know, all those bats are in good spots. You know, you can start with Kinsler. You can start with Miggy. You can go to, uh, you know, J.D. Martinez, Justin Upton. I mean, there's just a lot of a lot of hitters in this game, and it's a good hitter's ballpark. So I wouldn't be upset having exposure on either side, but I definitely want to get some exposure to this ball sports team
2: yeah I think uh, I think Baltimore over Detroit, but i I agree you, you pretty much mentioned a lot of the players in the game, so I don't really have anything too much to add, but uh, I do like Chris Davis a lot, obviously coming off a monster game yesterday, and uh Rickard uh, also hasn't been priced too expensively uh considering how, how how consistently he's been putting up numbers at least you know comparative to the value at 2900 today. So uh, moving on, uh, Benny, to the other 7.05 start, your New York Yankees hosting the Kansas City Royals, Ian Kennedy against Nathan Ivaldi. uh hit or miss, but Ian Kennedy has been pretty good this season.
3: He's been very good. I mean, his ERA is at 2. His whip is at 1.08. Uh 35 K's, 38 innings pitched, so almost a strikeout per inning. I mean, those are very, very good numbers. And this Yankee team is, is reeling a little bit. You know, there's no way rod. Uh, you know, Jacoby Ellsbury's still out there on the bench. I mean, you know, Tech is not hitting at all. So I, I don't hate Kennedy here. He's, you know, somebody that I think you can look at if you're looking for a guy that's a little bit off the board. And again, he does have that strikeout upside. And, you know, as long as he has some strikeout ability, you know, with a chance that he's probably going to get the win here, I think it's a good spot. And then Eovaldi is just so maddening to me. I mean, you watch this guy pitch. He throws hard. It looks like he's got good stuff. But, you know, some games he'll go out. Like, like you look at his last three games. I think he went, you know, like a big score, 30-something, 40 fantasy points. And then he had a negative score or like a, you know, basically a couple fantasy points and then he had another game where he had another you know 35 40 fantasy points so you never really know what you're gonna get with them you know that left-handed bats hit him pretty well so i think the guys you're gonna look at here you know with with Mustacos out there they're really only down to hosmer morales and alex gordon as the three left-handed bats all three are in the middle of the lineup there and you know with the with the short porch in yankee stadium they're all in a pretty good spot I think I like Hosmer a little more than Morales cuz Morales hasn't been hitting but his price is also I think he's like minimum. He's like, he was like 2100 uh yesterday. I I don't know if that's a still his price today. I didn't get a chance to to take a look cuz I actually was looking more Hosmer's way who I like a little more there. But Hosmer and Gordon, I think, are, are two bats that I do like in this game. Again, Yankee Stadium, not a horrible place for hitters. So you can look at a couple guys here. I'd probably be more looking at Kansas City bats against the Evaldi than I am at taking any of these Yankees against Kennedy.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll echo that. Uh, Morales is 2700 so the price goes up a little bit. Yeah, in that park, uh I think it's gonna raise a little bit. Uh but I, I think Hosmer at thirty four hundred is one of the the best deals on the board today. He's been killing right handed pitching and Ivaldi been significantly worse against lefties at three eighty one Woba allowed. Uh and also on the, the flip side there, I, I think Kennedy's a nice play, only eight thousand in FanDuel compared to pretty much everyone else who's who's uh you know, someone you can count on at uh over nine thousand. And uh, you know, he's been good. He's been lucky, but he's still been good in the you know, he's gets you some strikeouts. So I think Kennedy a decent play there against, like you said, a pretty inept Yankees offense right now. All right, Benny, let's jump on to the seven ten starts. We'll begin in Boston as we have uh, former Cy Young winner Dallas Keuchel and the the Houston Astros heading into town take on struggling lefty, a pair of struggling lefties, and David Price in Boston. Uh, Are you seeing a turnaround for these lefties, or is it a a game you're looking at some hitters in?
3: You know, I'm actually looking more at the hitters. If I was going to take one of these two guys, it would probably be Price, because at least he does have some strikeout upside when he's having his good games. You know, he had 14 strikeouts two games ago and then came back and threw up a clunker in his last game. So he's another guy that's just maddening whenever you start him because sometimes he'll go out there and look great. Other times he'll be, you know, just like, you're like, why did I even think that this guy was a good start tonight? So I'm not really looking for him. Maybe in a GPP, I think he he does have that strikeout upside, especially against this Houston team. I mean, we know this Houston team, they either strike out or hit home runs. They got a lot of right-handed bats that you want to be scared of with a left-handed pitcher on the mound. You know, Altuve had over a 400 wOBA against lefties last year. Two years ago, he actually had a batting average over 400 against left-handed pitching. Uh, you know, Correa hits lefties better. Springer hits lefties better. Uh, you know, they got guys like Gaddis and White who probably be coming in there as well into the lineup. So not an easy spot here for Price. So I don't know. But at the same point in time, they're also a team that strikes out a lot. So Price could wind up racking up some strikeouts in this game too. And then Keiko, I don't know what's wrong with this guy. I mean, people have been saying that the umpires have been squeezing him a little bit. And because he's a guy that relies more on control than power, not really a guy that gets a ton of swinging strikes all the time, you know, that's kind of been his struggles. Maybe maybe that is the reason. I mean, like I said, I don't really know. All I know is, you know, last year this guy was a, a Cy Young Award winner and he still didn't have a ton of strikeout upside. And I still don't think he has strikeout upside here. So for the same price as David Price, I would rather have Price, but honestly, I don't think I really want either one of them. You know, this Red Sox team put up 13 runs, 14 runs, and then they're on their way to you know another nine or ten runs tonight. Um, you know, I think if you're looking at anybody here, you probably want to take some of the bats with Keiko on the mound. You want to go with the right-handers, so guys like Bogarts. Uh, you know, Pedroia's been very good lately. Maybe throw in a Mookie Betts in there, Hanley Ramirez. Um, you know, those are some of the guys that I'd probably be looking at on Boston, but I think there are some softer spots for bats I'd rather take.
2: Yeah, I like Hanley at 3,200, but again, just mentioned Hosmer, I'd rather have him at 3,400 or maybe even Morales at 2,700. Uh, so I agree with a lot of what you said there. I think uh, you obviously, I think it's way too risky to have any exposure to Keikel, even though... You know Boston does have a fair amount of lefties in that lineup. I still, I still think you got to shy away there, especially for price. At the same price as you said, uh, we we get re- we get redundant with it there.
3: At this point, I think I would need to see like a, I don't know, maybe a two thousand dollar discount on Keiko before I started even considering him again. But at this point, I can't take him up in the elite pricing tier that other pitchers are i'd rather spend up a couple hundred bucks for some of the other guys above them or you know even some of the guys below him who i think are i at this point i hate to say it but are a little safer
2: yeah Ian kennedy at eight thousand perfect example uh and i think price at nine ninety four hundred you know he's been terrible but yeah, you know, that's always a risk that at least might be worth rolling the dice on in a couple tournaments or whatever because, you know, the upside for that price is so, so high. All right, Benny, let's get to the other uh, 7-10 start here as the, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies and Vincent Velasquez heading to take on the Atlanta Braves and Aaron Blair. A couple of a couple of young, promising righties on uh, in this matchup here. And uh, I think I like Velasquez a lot here, but we'll get into that. What do you think here, Benny?
3: You know, I actually think that Velasquez is a trap tomorrow.
2: And, and,
3: here, and here's the only reason why. I mean, if you look at, you know, everybody remembers that huge, what do you have, 15 strikeouts or 16 strikeouts against San Diego, that hum- humongous game he had the second game of the season. But since then, he's basically gone about six innings in every one of his starts. He's given up two or three runs, and he struck out six, which is, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with those numbers. Those are quality starts that he's rolling off there. But they're not starts that you want to pay up a premium price for. You know what I mean? Like, for a premium price, I need him to get me those 10 to 15 strikeouts. Not even 15. That's I mean, you know, I don't think he'll ever repeat that game or, you know, maybe one more time in his career. But I'm going to need him to go 7 and get me 9 or 10 strikeouts in order to justify taking him at that price. And I don't see that in his future. I think he's going to go back to being a guy, you know, they've kind of babied him a little bit. They're not letting him throw over 100 pitches except for one other start this season after that game where he had the 16 strikeouts. I think six innings is kind of the the ceiling for him right here. I think that's what we get out of it. I think it'll be a good six innings against a bad Braves team, but, you know, six innings, seven strikeouts, and giving up a run and and three or four hits isn't going to justify me paying $9,100 for him, so i'm kind of i'm not taking any of the atlanta bats but i also you know i understand the case that people are making for him but I, i think it's a little bit riskier the only other guys i'm really looking at in this game you know odabel herrera uh somebody that i really like as a cheap outfield option you know the rookie blair this kid's supposed to be pretty good but you know he hasn't shown to be a dominant pitcher right now so i'm not really afraid of him but the Philly team isn't a team that puts up big numbers, so it's not like I want to take a lot of bats on this side. I think a little exposure to Oda Bell is okay, a little exposure to Franco if you wanted to. Outside of those two, there's not many bats here I ever take.
2: Yeah, I agree with you on the Philly bats. I uh, I. I love Odeball always. I think uh, you know, he's a, a nice matchup anytime he's going up against a righty so far this season for the price. But uh counterpoint I do think Vince Velasquez is a solid buy at ninety one hundred. Uh yeah, Braves uh the worst WOBA in baseball against right handed pitching this season, a two seventy four WOBA. That's bad and uh, striking out at a pretty fair rate and uh, just just a bad offense. But I, I see what you're saying, especially because uh, I think people are still looking at that huge game and expecting, you know, 10 to 12 strikeout type games. And, and he has that potential and that's what you like, but it's far from a lock uh I, so i i totally feel you but i i think it's still a decent buy uh otherwise agree i think you kind of stay away from the majority of hitters in this game uh benny before we get to the uh eight o'clock and beyond starts uh reminder that mlb season is here and that means daily fantasy baseball is back go to com. building a team is easy Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1 Anyone can play. We already established that Michael Jordan, or at least the Michael Jordan of podcasting plays. So, you know, anyone can play. It's true. Uh, So join over 1 million other users who've already won money. It's never too late to join. Come play with me every day over at FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com and click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner to use my code RWPOD and sign up now. Special offer for new users. Get a free six month RotoWire subscription with a $25 deposit. So you must sign up with my promo code RWPOD. That's over $60 in value for just $25. So don't forget to, again to use my code RWPOD. That's FanDuel.com where every day is a new season. That's FanDuel. F A N D U E L. Com. Sign up today. All right, Benny, let's get to the 8-10 start in Milwaukee as James Shields heads in to face Jimmy Nelson and the Brewers, the Padres. Uh, a couple of light-hitting teams here, obviously. I think uh, more exposure to the Brewers' bats, but which way are you leaning here, Benny?
3: Yeah, you know, it's actually interesting because both of these pitchers are actually pretty tough on right-handed bats, and they both struggle against left-handed bats. When you look at these two lineups, there's not a lot of left-handed bats in this game. I think the only one that San Diego rolls out on a consistent basis is uh, Brett Wallace, who I'm not really scared of or would be somebody that would force me off of you know, Jimmy Nelson. And then the same thing with James Shields, who's still pretty tough on righties. You know, Shields has a little bit of a home run problem, though. He does give up a lot of homers. So, I think the ballpark switch from San Diego to Milwaukee is a big negative for him here. So, I agree with you. I think I'd rather have some more Milwaukee bats. You know, I like that uh, Domingo San, um, Santana's back. I like that Jonathan Villar has been pretty good as a shortstop option up there. You know, Ryan Braun always in play against righties and lefties. I, I guess Alex Presley, if they're going to keep batting him towards the top of the order, is somebody else we got to look at. Um, not really on Carter or Luke Roy here because they're much better against left-handed pitching. Although Carter can always get into one and get your home run. But, you know, like I said, I think there's guys that have a little bit of home run pop, I think makes some sense against shields. I really would like to take lefties against these guys, but there aren't any in this game that really excite me. So, you know, I'd be willing to kind of just pass on it. Maybe look at, at Nelson as a cheap, uh, you know, pitcher option. I think he's like 7,500 today for FanDuel. So, He could be somebody that has some strikeout upside against that, you know, really bad, really righty heavy San Diego offense.
2: Yeah, it's a great point, Uh, Nelson. Seventy six hundred, so so right, right there. Seventy six hundred. I think that's a a great price for him against that lineup, as you pointed out. Really tough against right handed pitch, uh, right handed hitting, and just atrocious against lefties. So uh, maybe a sneaky play there. I think I still might like Kennedy at eight thousand better, but it's. It's close.
3: Yeah, no, I think I'd still go with Kennedy as well. It's just... You know, like I said, if you're, if you're asking me how I think the game goes, I think Nelson is, is a little bit sneaky, maybe for a tournament or something.
2: Agreed. Agreed. All right, let's move on to the 940 start in Arizona. A better pitch, a pitchers matchup here, Benny, as the Giants take on the Diamondbacks and Johnny Cueto against Zach Granke. Granky seems to be back on track a little bit more. Cueto has, has been pretty solid as well. Both uh, price the second and third highest priced pitchers on the board with Granky at 10. 10900 and Quato at 10300 uh, Are you willing to pay those prices or are you kind of shying away with some other cheaper options on the board?
3: Yeah, no, I am not paying those <laughs> prices for these two. I mean, first off, the games in Arizona, which, you know, next to Coors Field is probably the best hitters park in the National Leagues. Granky got lit up earlier this season at home. He's been good on the road in some of the starts where he had to go away, but This San Francisco team, you know, they have solid hitters from top to bottom. Everybody on the team, you know, they don't have a ton of guys that are superstars, but everybody on the team gives you a good at-bat. They make pitchers work. I don't see Granke going deep into this game. And then even on the other side with Cueto going up against Arizona, again, huge negative park switch for him going from San Francisco to Arizona. And this Arizona lineup does have some pop. I mean, you got a guy like Goldie sitting in there, you know, 400 woba against both sides, pitchers from both sides. Um, You know, you got some other bats. uh, Peralta being hurt is a little bit of a a problem, but, you know, Jake Lamb, left-handed bat for them on the other side has been hitting really well. So I don't really think that either one of these guys are in a soft spot and are going to have a huge game. So I'm kind of shying away from both of the pitchers, but they are both good pitchers. So I don't really think there's a ton of bats I want to take here either because even with the game being in Arizona, you know, I don't see either one of these teams pounding out seven or eight runs tomorrow.
2: Totally agree 100%. Jake Lamb at 3,200. Pretty intriguing with the rest of the board. Not a ton of talent on the board at third base with only eight games. But uh, I agree with you. I think I'm shying away from that game if possible. All right, Benny, two games left. We got a 10 05 start in Los Angeles as the Cardinals head into town to take on the Angels. Adam Wainwright taking on Jared Weaver. I'm I'm guessing you got to get some Cardinals action against Weaver here.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's probably the only thing I'd look at in this game. You know, Wainwright is obviously not the same pitcher that he was years ago, so you can't use him. Uh, Weaver's probably the guy that you want to attack. You know, he he actually has been decent. I remember a lot of people were going after him at that Tampa Bay game last time. The velocity stuff. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. He he basically gets outs by throwing, like, an 84-mile-an-hour fastball at this point in his career. But he is still capable of getting some outs. This The St. Louis offense is pretty good, though. I'd probably look at the left-handed bat. So you want a guy like Carpenter in there for you. Uh, you know, they don't really have a lot of other lefties that I love. I mean, maybe Brandon Moss or you know Matt Adams whoever happens to be the the first baseman on the day you know if Hazel Baker gets in the lineup he could be somebody to look at I really like Stephen Piscotti hitting in the 2 hole too he's a guy that's been putting up some pretty good numbers and and his ownership always goes you know really low owned so if you're looking for a solid bat in tournaments Piscotti's definitely somebody else I'd look at
2: yeah Piscotty was the name that jumped out to me too he's been real hot again hitting both righties and lefties well uh so you got to like that matchup against Weaver and I think it's a stay away uh, from the pitching angle. Obviously, you're not starting Weaver. Wainwright at 8,300, maybe you throw him in a lineup, but he hasn't looked particularly great either. And and even though the Angels are a mess offensively, I, I still think you probably shy away there. All right, Benny, uh, let's round out the night uh, as we have uh, an interesting matchup here in Los Angeles as well as uh, – uh, Clayton Kershaw, obviously the top pitcher on the board at uh, $12,500 uh, against a guy who, uh, sadly, we can only pay for as a pitcher. We can't get him as as the power hitter that he is, uh, big fat Bartolo Colon. Uh, what do you think about this game, Benny? I'm guessing you're not starting any Mets against Kershaw. No,
3: I love Kershaw in this spot. Uh, the Mets have been struggling with left-handed pitching. They have a very... Their their ideal their prime top lineup is very left handed. You know Granderson up top Conforto. You know even a guy like Cespedes who's righty is better in righty on righty situations. So they do not have a lot of big bats against uh, left handed pitching. And even if they did, it's still Clayton Kershaw. So I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think 125 is asking too much for Kershaw here. You know, he's been giving you like 5 and 7x return on his uh on, on his 125 price tag in his last two starts. He basically had 60 fantasy points his last start. He had like 84 the start before that. So there's definitely still some upside here. He's the best pitcher on the board by far. And I think there's enough value on the slate that you can round out a, a a nice solid upside lineup with him on top. So love Clayton Kershaw. And because of that, I don't think Bartolo's getting the win. So even though he's a little bit cheaper, not really a guy I'm looking at. But I also don't really love a lot of the bats against him. You know, this Dodgers team, they just really haven't been killing the ball. Um, you know, Dodgers Stadium is a very good pitcher's park. I think if I'm doing anything in this game, I'm calling out my buddy in Vegas and telling him to bet the under for me.
2: Yeah, I think that is probably the smart play here. Even though you know, you know Bartolo might just go on a home run binge even against Kershaw. You never know now. Now that now that the box has been opened.
3: Yeah, he is one of the big right-handed bats that the Mets have in that lineup <laughs> today. So you know, he he could be he could be the way to go.
2: There it is. There it is, Benny. A Michael Jordan-like performance from you today.
3: Maybe maybe the flu game. Actually, he played better at the flu game. So maybe the game after he was hanging out in Atlantic City the night before. I don't know. There it wasn't go. my best.
2: There you go. I like it. Maybe he was out doing a little gambling, you know, the, you know a little Michael Jordan type stuff. So I like it. Maybe he was playing DFS. I could see Michael playing DFS. So there you go, Benny.
3: Yeah, maybe he was making some memes to throw up on Twitter with his crying face. I don't know.
2: Yeah, no. Yeah, that's exact. Maybe that's where it came from. Maybe he had a really rough night in DFS and the crying Jordan meme was born
3: yeah well there'll be a crying benny one after
2: tonight i'll tell you that much <laughs> all right well on that on that note we'll, we'll pull it off there thanks to my co-host benny richardi uh i'm your host james seltzer this has been the rotowire dfs podcast for thursday may the 12th uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow benny and i will be back with you together next week but you'll hear benny all over and uh, again until i talk to you next week good luck go out win some money